Back in the bit and we back on the map. Yeah. How you doing, Sims? Good. Hey, uh, hey, uh, hey, hey. We haven't been back in here in a long time. I know. It's been since what, what was that? Last we, last we, week? We did the fan mail, uh mailbag for Monday. July 4th. Right. It's been a good um, week off. I enjoyed it. Oh man. Hanging man. out with some important people. Felt good. Doing your thing. It's, I felt like July 4th lasted a full week this year. It was just nonstop. It was right in the middle. Yeah, it was nonstop. I feel like I've uh, intoxicated my body more in this past week than I have in a long, long time. Uh, being able to spend July 4th at Big Phil's house was truly a great time. Thanks. Me Thanks for my, coming. Me and my girlfriend, Enum, came. It was a lot of fun. Uh, and I think that I know I would like to invest in your nephew, Patrick. Patrick, you like Patrick, huh? I've never seen a kid with hand-eye coordination. This yeah. kid is too. They're and they're hit, they're gonna make it work with him. He hit seventeen wiffle ball bat lasers in a row, and like grown men were like Ugh, and missing, and he was like, "No, are you problem. okay? What are you talking about?" Yeah, I mean, it looked like you broke a rib on your first swing of the night last the other night. Your dad referred to me as the Aaron Judge of wiffle ball, <laughs> and I'm gonna take that compliment. <laughs> you to the did. Grave. You hit some good ones. But Adam, yeah, you called me the Lepko, Hebrew hammer. Lepko the first swang one. so hard to impress everybody in the first one. He went and hit a home run, and he swang and he grunted when he got done. I really did. I was like, damn, I hope he didn't pull a muscle. But then how did I do it to that? Yeah, then you hit some bombs to left bombs. center. Left bombs. center, right. And we I won. mean, I had the biggest hits of the night, but good. All good. You definitely didn't. Yeah, it was 7-7. Seven, seven. I hit the three-run RBI to win the game. Win you, the game. The fact that you can remember that yes. goes to our relationship. For me, it's a blur, <laughs> and I just remember your little nephew. That's good, though. Right. Phil was uh, hilarious. I love Phil so much. Uh, can you tell What the, about my fireworks show? You didn't like that? Your fireworks are great. You're a really good Fourth uh, of July dad. <laughs> yeah, you, you lit them, you walked out of the way. Your family's great because every then, like, whenever there's a downbeat, someone's like, Good job, Christopher. <laughs> but I, Kyle came over, and your son was not prepared. Or oh, maybe he was oh, you prepared. Like, you like that. Story. I yeah. Do. yeah, Kyle. Uh, yes, the the Shanahan's were in town this weekend. Our favorite coach, Kyle favorite Shanahan. Coach Kyle Shanahan. Uh, Kyle's sister lives close to me in Connecticut, and Kyle's sister, Crystal, is her name. Went to Texas with us, so I mean, she's a great friend. Family affair. Family affair. Kyle comes usually every other summer to come up this way to visit her. And, uh, yeah, so he's coming over the house Tuesday afternoon. He's, hey, we're going to stop by around 3 o'clock, cool, blah, blah, blah. You know, I yell upstairs, my little boy's playing Fortnite. Hey, Philip, you know, Kyle, Coach Shanahan and his kids are going to come over in a little bit. Okay. So, whatever. Kyle comes in the door. Here comes all of a sudden Philip running down the stairs. Hi, Carter. That's, you yeah. know, the famous son of yeah, Kyle. Yeah, Lil Wayne. And my son's wearing a Russell Wilson jersey. <laughs> <laughs> and Kyle looks at him and like has a smile on his face. He goes, oh. And it's the, the bright green Russell Wilson the jersey, the alternate one, one yeah. right? And he goes, oh, cool. He goes, cool jersey, uh, cool jersey, Philip. I mean, it's only our arch nemesis. And we kind of all just laughed. And, we're like, and what did Philip say? Philip was like, oh, oh, oh sorry, sorry. I, I don't have a 49ers jersey. Can, can, can you get me one? <laughs> 
And which so, one is he going to go with? I think he's going to go with Jimmy G. I think yeah. so, too. Yeah, he's got to. Jimmy GQ. Yeah. I spent the weekend in Vegas, Vegas with Bleacher baby. Report doing a bunch of BR jump-off stuff out there for Summer League. One thing, Vegas football is going to be amazing. Right. I'm... I, can already tell if I was the Vegas, you can't do this. So, anyone that's listening in Vegas that you want the team, I would not sell a lot of season tickets. I would just save them for the road team to come because, man, a weekend in Vegas with a game on Sunday, it's it's the perfect road trip yes. for a good football fan. And you're going to be stupid and you're already willing to spend money at that yes. point and you're probably intoxicated being in Vegas. Yes. So, yeah, it's going to la- lead to a lot of bad decisions of scalping tickets, too. Oh, I think it's going to be awesome. Uh, I just think Vegas football will be great. But three things happened this weekend that I really, really enjoyed. My three favorite things. Yeah. Uh, one of them was uh, the first day I got there, I was in the pool with Lance Fresh, and we convinced a group of people that I was an Orlando Magic player. Man. That's always the best. Because people great. look at Lance and they're like, I don't, you look, and then, so if you're next to the guy that looks, uh, uh, they think that you're somebody. So I was a new point guard for the Magic, which Gosh. was a lot of fun. Oof, the Magic suck. Exactly. That's why you got to pick that team. <laughs> Two, there was a big Bleach Report party at a Hakkasan People nightclub. just don't realize how skinny basketball players are. Like, you're, I'm you would be big. a giant in basketball as far as thickness goes. Yes. Like, it, 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 yeah. Their legs are shockingly thin. Right. They're very And it's, you've, it's not you've a made negative. me realize that really athletic people have really tiny calves. Right. Like I like I have a big calf. Yes, you Other do. people like real athletes, like Patrick Peterson's calf muscle is probably like that right. big. Same like with Michael fist. Jordan. It's yeah. like a little fist on the top of like right behind their kneecap there. And yes. they're freakishly tall. Yes. Like walking around a Vegas casino, you're like, I don't know who that is, but you're six eleven. It's unreal. It really is. We had a party at Hakkasan and Lil John was DJing. Yeah. Uh, and he was like, Major Bar, yeah. And I was like, Yeah, it was great. <laughs> but then at one point it was a truly a seminal moment for me, he explained from the window to the wall. Yeah. Like so the he sweat g- drops down my. Yes. But he gave a two minute dissertation. You. He goes, Now, can everyone point to the window? Yeah. And now, can I? And I was like, This is the moment I've always wanted with little John is a is an, a real serious explanation of from the window to the wall. Right. Number one moment, though, for me. Uh, so wait, but what is it? You didn't explain anything. You just said he pointed at a window. And I a wall. just enjoyed the process of him explaining it. Okay. Yeah. It was little John. So I've he likes window. to have sex by the window. I and then don't I guess know. he brings the girl over to the I wall, I don't too. know. Okay. I, don't. Well, I thought you were going to give me something good there. Jeez. Oh, no. He wasn't like, here's how I came up with it. My creative process, I typically go to England and have a little scone. And then I say, what do I want to talk about? Little John doesn't think. Little John plays techno. I didn't know that. Really? Last thing, uh, the next night we're at Omnia for Bleacher Report, and I walk up to the line, and uh, the, the guy's checking ID. Mm. And I usually don't like the ID checker. He's always like the most disgruntled person ever. Uh, and this guy looked at my ID, and without breaking stride, goes, I watch your podcast all the time. And I go, for real? He goes, yes, where's Sims? I was like, oh, he, he's he's at home, man. He's like, oh. And I was like, can I? Can I have a stamp? He was like, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm going to steal your license. And then when I went up there, this other guy came up and he goes, Mr. Lefko, come with me. And I was like, nobody fucking knows that. Yeah. And he pulls me over and he goes, big fan of the podcast, big Niners fan. That's I was awesome. like, yeah, Kyle. Awesome. So those two guys, I, I forget their names and I apologize. The guys helping us out at Omnia, you guys are fucking awesome. Raiders fan and good Niners to hear. fan. Raiders, oh, yeah. and a, was it Raiders fan, the and door checker. Niners? Yeah, he was a door checker. That's yeah. awesome. That's so the brand it. is strong in Vegas. Good, good. So when we do our live show in Vegas, yeah. I have that on the calendar. I'll tell you the dates yeah, later. Yeah, please do. Well, well let's wait till the Raiders move there. <laughs> 
2021. Hopefully, Bleacher Report will still want us then, and we'll do a few podcasts there, and hopefully Gruden will still be employed. Hopefully. And he'll give us a little, like, just percentage of his 10 years, 100 million, and we'll gamble and have him on the do podcast. Do you think Gruden gambles? No. He's not like a blackjack guy, a roulette mm, guy? I don't think so. I think he would maybe be the kind of, like, friendly wagers on the golf course. Okay. I don't know any coaches that I can think of, and I'm being dead serious here, that really wager anything on, on sports. It, on, like, maybe funny things. But not but, sports. What about, like, blackjack and stuff like that? Yeah, I don't even Poker. know. Yeah, they'll do that, but I don't think it's like, Gruden I don't know anybody the, that's obsessed with it, is what Gruden I'm saying. Gruden would or, have the worst poker face ever. Right. Because Gruden would look at his cards and his eyebrows would be going, like, all over the place. He'd be scouring. He'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> like, don't you think he'd be bad at it? Uh, yes, he would have a horrible <laughs> poker face. Or, no, he could have a good poker face, though, too. Because he can be, like, really like fucking happy and still have a Chucky face on too and you're like does he, he have the royal flush or does he have <laughs> or seven. does he have not a pair I don't know that's awesome uh, I, yeah I know a few assistant coaches yeah NBA coaches gamble. that I could say like oh through my years like when they had time off they were gonna find their way to the craps table or something mm. like that but head coaches I never knew to, are you a gambler I'm really not you like poker. I do like poker. I, I would say the the thing I gamble on more than anything is backgammon, which you've heard me do yes. with my dad. I'm 26,000 in the hole. Not really. Shouldn't count. I mean, the first game we ever played, I never even learned the game. We bet $100, and he like tripled me up, and I was like $400 right off oh, the bat. When I started talking shit to your dad on July 4th about um, cornhole, yeah. I've never seen him get more excited. Oh, I know. He was like, oh, you, you think you're pretty good? You're like, oh, let me, let me go get the boards. And I, like, he like stopped barbecuing to go beat my ass. And then they don't have the boards. No, Dirty Diana. Yeah, she throws them away. They were dirty. Yes. She's got a rule. That's what she does. She's got a rule. She's uh, unbelievable. Um, I, you just made me think, maybe we should do like a Sims and Lefko backgammon invitational. Back or, or a poker tournament. These are all things I'm thinking about. We're growing. Sims Left goes getting big. Backgammon's a lot of fun. It's fun to gamble on. That's why I I'm like it. I'm going to say this really quick, too. We have a lot of cool shit in the work. We're going to be having a YouTube show starting like right before the first week of the NFL season. And when that happens... Of all the things that we've asked you to support, that's the number one thing that we want you guys to support because I think that's the next evolution of what we're doing is a reactionary, more detailed video show with NFL players. Yes. So when that happens, you will know, but that's what I really want. And everybody on the Reddit, our Reddit page apparently has already created two fantasy football leagues because there was too much demand for the first fantasy football league. Awesome. So to you guys, I'm going to be shouting you guys out during the year. If someone gets their ass kicked or someone has like the team of the century, We'll bring it up. Yeah, we can we bring love, it up. We we'll, scout, we'll scout the league out a little bit yeah. and give our two cents every now and then. Because you talking fantasy football is amazing. Oh, it's amazing. I, I, I'm all for talking fantasy football. I'll just give you the realistic nature of it. I don't know exactly all the rules of fantasy, but I'll, I'll do my best to tell you the real stuff. Speaking of Vegas odds, I found this interesting. Bet DSI Sportsbook has the Jaguars over-under win at how many games, Sims? What do you think it is? Ooh. What should it be? I'm going to say it's nine. It's eight. Hmm. Felt a little low to me. I, I hear you. But when we were talking the other day, you kind of you're kind of down the Jags a little. bit. I'm not bit. down on the Jags. I said doubting. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm not down on them. Uh, I wasn't trying to be a jerk to you either. I'm just saying, like, the Jags are a team that scared me. They're a team that I look at and go. If, if, the teams I feel like through my history that I look at that can have these little downfalls, like. 
they would be one of those teams. Okay, they're still extremely talented. They've made improvements on their roster. I mean, to get Norwell for that running game, DJ Shark has yes. been tearing it up. That's I've, what you're hearing? I've been told he they're they got light. They got one of the best receivers in the draft at the end of the second round. I mean, the 6'3 guy that's 190 that ran the fastest 40 on offense is tearing it up. It's a shocker, scouted by Tom Coughlin, who is an expert in scouting receivers. So there, I mean, they got the Taven Bryan guy at the end of the first round. That's unbelievable. But I just look at it like this. There's still questions about that offense, right? Yep. Uh, Yes, Blake Of course they, of course. And and, and the way they play football games, it's tight and close physical football games anyway. So a lot of those games we saw last year, they came out on the edge. Right. I could just see you don't get off to the right start, and their first three games this year would scare me a little bit. Their schedule's insane this year. The matchups are not great for them. The Giants are a team that can and go, we can just stand in there physically with you and play ugly football. And hope and, Odell and hope, breaks one. Or Eli will be clutch in the last drive, and we'll go down and kick a field goal and beat you 17-13. to 13. Right. The Patriots the next week, that would scare me, of course. Mm. That's the fucking Patriots. We know that. Even the Tennessee Titans, that's going to be a different. So they're just one of those teams where I go, they're one of the best football teams in the sport, no doubt about that. I don't, But the way they play, I think, could lead them to some cheap losses. They're mm. not going to trick anybody or catch anybody by surprise this year. I still think they're a playoff team, but they're going to be like, I think this year, like a 9-7 and seven playoff oh. team that gets in and then we go, oh shit, watch out for the Jags. I was surprised because the, the sports book also projected the Texans as the favorite to win the South. Wow. I'm the only one, I guess, on the Titans side. Like, I feel really good about the Titans this year. And I'm getting more and more cocky. Like, they have the best offensive line of all the teams. They have Matt LaFleur at OC, who's Mm -hmm. been picking up stuff from Shanahan and McVay. You got Vrabel now on the defensive side. They already went to the playoffs last year. I like Derrick Henry and Deion Lewis. I know. I like some of their wide receivers. Like, I I like Malcolm Butler and uh, your guy. Uh, the other corner from USC, oh, yeah. Dory Jackson. Jackson. I know Kevin Byard, Logan like, Ryan, yeah. Kevin Byard. I mean, yeah, they're they're stacked. They yeah, got a lot Logan of players. Ryan and Malcolm Butler. Right. Yeah, they got our guy Harold Landry. Who they got Casey. In the second round. Jarrell Casey still but there. The Texans. I think people are looking at it and going, if they get Deshaun, yes. who in that span was incredible, mm-hmm. and JJ right. and Whitney Merciless, and, and they just got Aaron yep. Colvin, the corner from Jacksonville, and they just got Honey Tyron Badger. Matthew, right. Yeah, like I can see it, but. I think that's it, that's one of the most fascinating conversations in the sport. And then who Those the hell, three teams. And then who the hell knows what's going to happen with Andrew Luck? Right. Because I look at the Colts and go, you know that they had halftime leads in like six of their last nine games? I know. And I would expect that, them to be better. And I, of course, I'm, I'm hoping Andrew Luck will be playing. So yeah, that division's wide open. Wide it could open. be crazy. Wide open. Uh, and yeah, that's, those are all reasons, though, where I go Jacksonville can maybe just slip a hair this year. I can see that. I, that would just be my two Plus, cents. like anytime you exceed expectations... And you finally break through, right. you're going to feel yourself a little bit. You definitely are. You know who deserves to feel themselves? Who? Aaron Rodgers. Uh, this was a stat that was put on there by your friend, Mike Florio. Mike Florio. Uh, your other host yes. on Pro Football My Talk. other work wife. Yeah. No, just the other guy. <laughs> He's the other guy. Um, he posted this, and I think it needs to be shared. 
Aaron Rodgers has 78 interceptions in his NFL career. That is 1.6% of his passes. And he threw three of them in a game where he came back and he shouldn't even have been playing. What game the, was that? The Carolina Panthers game. The last game, he, remember, he came back. Right. He played in the game where he probably shouldn't have been playing. He came back to save the day for the Green Bay Packers. Right. And he threw three of those interceptions in that game. He's only thrown three interception game. I believe that was his only one of the career. Wow. So, But sorry. Go but ahead. the 1.6% is the lowest for any quarterback in NFL history. And I've always wondered the whole like if I was a Packers fan, mm-hmm. I don't know if I would like Favre or Rogers more. That that to me is one of the hardest debates as a fan because Favre is more than just a statistical guy. Yes. With Favre, the reason it's great to argue for Favre is you can go throw the statistics out of the way. Let's just talk like he's a gunslinger. Yeah, right. He doesn't care about stats. Right. But Here's the perspective. Rodgers' career high in interceptions for a season is 13. His first season as the starter. If Rodgers plays until he's 50 and throws 14 interceptions every single year, so it's like 16 more years, he will still have fewer career interceptions than Brett Favre. Still. It's insane. Um, Aaron Rodgers. Oh, Aaron Rodgers, you're the greatest I've ever seen. And it's because of shit like this we're reading. I mean, okay, Brett Favre's the ultimate gunslinger. Yes. Aaron Rodgers really is every bit the gunslinger Brett Favre is. He's every bit. I mean, come on. We all watch Aaron Rodgers and we go, oh, it's Aaron Rodgers coming to town. It's not even the Green Bay Packers. It's Aaron Rodgers coming to town to play your team. Yeah. And can he dance around and make everybody miss and just whistling it past people's ear holes? And throw piss missiles all over the field. I watched that throw against Dallas to win that game. It was a rising line drive over the corner's head. And and then, of course, after the game, you have a guy like Jason Garrett who's been around the NFL for 30 something years and his dad 30 years before that go, no, Aaron Rodgers is going to be one of the three greatest ever to lay up cleats, remember? Yeah. So again, I know I'm I love Aaron Rodgers. A lot of people do, and they're in the NFL. And it is things like this. Because again, as we talked about just with our man uh uh Seahawks Scout. Yeah, before. shout out to Seahawks Scout. What up, Seahawks Scout? Seahawks Seahawks <laughs> Scout? I couldn't get that out. The 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 offense of the Green Bay Packers run is like the plays and stuff that Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay, and Josh McDaniels put in the first two days of training camp, and they go, hey, this is just basics for offense. We'll probably only call these plays like twice the whole year, but it'll just get us going, right? And that's the meat and potatoes of Aaron Rodgers' offense. That's what's unbelievable about it. I mean... I don't know what to say. He's what I, I got it in front of me now. He's tenth in NFL history in passing touchdowns, wow. but he's tied for 159th in interceptions. Okay, uh, Ben Roethlisberger, who has one more career touchdown pass than he does, has 96 more interceptions than he does. Damn. All right, so Big Ben, he's going to go down. How about John Elway, who I think is uh, probably he's the second greatest quarterback of all time. He has 148 more interceptions than Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, what he does is so unbelievable that we go, hey, if they want to win the game, he's got to throw for about 70%, and he's got to throw three touchdowns, and he's got to make about four jaw-dropping plays for the Packers to win on a weekly basis. And really, he can't make a mistake or they have no chance, and he delivers. And that's why I say he's the greatest of all time. If you notice, there was a little nugget in what Sims just said. Yeah. That means that you have Aaron Rodgers 1, John Elway 2, Tom Brady, is he in the top 3? He's my 3. 
over Peyton? I do. I over think Favre? I like like um, over Montana. Yes, I would probably uh, my top five right now is Rogers, Elway, Brady, Manning. Which one? Just kidding, Archie. <laughs> and five is always between to me Brett Favre and Dan Marino. I'd probably go Dan Marino because he took care of the ball a little bit better. I think mm. that's what I give him the edge on. But yes, that would be my top five. And Manning Brady's a great Bowl, conversation. The whole, the whole Brett Favre Super Bowl thing versus Dan Marino. You're not going to put anything into that. No, I know you don't care that no, much. No, I'm not. I'm not going to put a whole lot into that. I'm not. No. Um, you know, again, I'd rather hang out with Brett Favre than Dan Marino. Yeah, I hear you. So you would go Rogers one, Elway. Brady, Brady, Manning, yes. Marino. Like I, like I always say, Manning's the man. Manning, I think, like if you took t- prime Peyton Manning versus prime Tom Brady, I would say that prime Peyton Manning is a little bit better than prime Tom Brady. Really? I do. I think at the true prime. So what but, was the prime for both of those guys? Well, let's just say I would let's just go anywhere from like 2003 to 2010, 2000, somewhere in there. Like okay, okay Peyton, I'm going to give him cl- a slight edge there in the prime time. But it's not enough to give him the total edge to me over the consistent greatness of Brady mm. and then what he's still doing. And like we talked about a little last week about, oh, we always talk about Peyton's brains. Well, what about Brady's brains? His ability to go, I need to change my diet yes. if I want to play longer. I need to change my throwing motion to play a little. I mean, if Peyton didn't have that screwed up motion, he probably could have played a few more years too. But Brady yeah. said... Oh, my motion's flawed, and I'm not quite getting out of the most of what I can do. Let me revisit how I'm doing this. And now he throws the ball better now, like I've been saying, since yeah. than he did in 2012. So, yeah, I don't think we're ever going to see Brady have that last year like Peyton did. Even though Peyton won the Super Bowl, and it's kind of clouded the 19 interception season. Yes. Where they, he was throwing like 120 yards a game. Nine interceptions, right. Nine touchdowns, 17 interceptions. Yes. So, wait, of all those five guys, yeah. who has the best prime? You're talking about careers. Yeah. So, Rodgers' prime. Uh, Elway's prime. Well, you know who that is. I mean, Rodgers is. I have never seen that far away. I have never seen anybody do things. What do you think John Elway would say? John Elway would. I bet you would. That would be the one guy he'd probably agree to. He'd probably take away his pride and go. You know what? I'm okay with you going Rodgers over me. I understand it. Really? Yeah. I mean, what about Peyton? I don't think Peyton can handle it from anybody. Probably couldn't. Yeah. He probably couldn't be. What about Brady? Uh, I think Brady could too. I think Brady's like humble enough and has. A less of enough ego to go, man. What Aaron Rodgers? Like he said it a few years ago. Like when Aaron Rodgers is on, I turn on the TV because mm. I just know he's going to do stuff that I haven't seen done before. He's freaking amazing. He's amazing. All right. So between Favre and Rodgers, better arm strength. Rodgers. Uh, arm accuracy. Rodgers. Mobility. Rodgers. Leadership. Favre. Yeah. What else do you give Favre? That's about it. I don't give him anything else. But I mean, we're comparing him. We're comparing him to the, what I think the greatest quarterback of all time. So yeah, I mean, I'm not going to give him. A does whole your dad lot there. agree too? I think he does. I know Dad. What two weeks ago didn't he tell the story about? He goes, "I'm sitting here watching Brett Favre. It's the the greatest oh, yeah. thrower I've ever seen." And then he went up there two years ago from right. training camp, and he goes, "Damn, this guy's got a stronger arm than Brett Favre." Yeah. And then it doesn't matter from that time out. This is another conversation we can get into Phil with on Wednesday. But anytime he would go up there, it would always be oh. Christopher, Christopher. I mean, Aaron Rodgers in Friday practice. I mean, it's, it's fucking unbelievable. Unbelievable. I don't know if I saw a wobble. Baldwin hit the ground. He's throwing no-look passes. He's throwing them sidearm 45-yard. I mean, he's just— That was your best impersonation. That's what he does. And uh, he is the guy that anytime we have a big-time person come work with the Sims family at the quarterback, he's always the guy we compare him to. Like when, mm. I, when Dad goes— 
I mean, his arm's not like Rodgers, but it's close. He's got a really strong arm. It's not, I mean, it's not Aaron Rodgers, but it's close. Like That's he's, always he's the, the baseline name. pretty much right now. Yeah. You mentioned Jason Garrett. I got hooked and I watched like four more episodes of All or Nothing. I didn't finish it with the Cowboys. Yeah. Man, the Jones family is crazy. Crazy. It's cra- they're involved in everything. Uh-huh. And they're all full makeup. Like they all look like they've just been created, like they're Westworld characters. <laughs> like like they're always like, and now we're gonna work on our uniforms. Des Bryant actually picked all these out. I was like, is this what really happens? Does like, it make you respect Jason Garrett more that he has to deal with the Jones family more? So Two things. Yeah. One, this is how Jerry Jones runs his football team. He's at a high school football game and he's taking a hot dog and he goes, "Man, I just, I can't, this hot dog is incredible. Do you think it's the bun?" And then his son's like, "I don't know. It might be the meat." And they're like, eh. and then one of them goes, "I think it's because they wrapped it in tin foil." And he goes, "We should get these in the stadium." And they all kind of looked, and I was like, "Is that how the Cowboys run things? They just eat a hot dog and they're like, let's get rid of our caterer. We're using these high school hot dogs and like Bertha." That like cooks for the local high school, uh, but Jason Garrett. I will be honest. I think that's how they pick players sometimes too. They're just like, we gotta get him. I don't care how many off field problems. When they he drafted got. Jalen Smith, J- uh, Jerry Jones was sitting there and they showed that clip because it was like a flashback. And they hear one of the announcers go, "Man, I'll tell you what, that's a good player right there." And Jerry goes, "See, he, he says it's a good player." And I was like, "No, that's not how you get affirmation. Like you can't care about that guy. Don't care about Sims and Lefko." Maybe Lefko. But <laughs> the thing about Jason Garrett, I will be honest, Lombardi calling him the clapper has weight. Like, I just, I don't, all of his speeches are like, now, fellas, you got to put it behind you. You're going to tackle the next day because that's who we are. We're going to write our story. Yeah. And after like six weeks of hearing it, I'm just not down. Yeah, like, I I, it's just not that motivating to me. Yep. He's always, we are the best. We are, like, he's, I don't know. And he's all the time on the sidelines clapping. And I know, I know. All right, so. But I like Jason Garrett. And having met him, I get why he's good. Right. But I don't know. Well, I, I, it was a tough season for those guys. It was a tough season, and also to, to you know what you're saying, you know, again, just just so this is for any fans out there, like the motivation aspect of head coaches, it's a little overrated in all of our eyes, anyways. Now, Rich Pasaccia got yeah, me pumped up. He, well, Rich has got great energy. That's why I want him to get a head coaching but, opportunity. But I'll say this: I think there's respect for Jason Garrett. I think so. too. You know what I mean? Because the biggest thing is, yeah, okay, he might not be the sexiest and the most motivated guy in the world, but the one thing I could tell you about Jason Garrett and a few of the guys that, that even I know that have been around him and played for him. He's the same guy every day. He is. And that's 100%. what can be respected. And everybody knows they're getting they're they're being shot straight. It's like Fendrick. With that right. So it's really you know you're dealing with a very classy stand-up individual. And the players can get behind that, even though if they look at some of the conversations or the speeches like you're saying and they go, uh I've had better, yeah. but but they can they can respect the rest of them to still go out there and want to win for Jason Garrett. I'll just Garrett. say that when Basaccia talked, yeah. the whole team was paying attention. Oh, yeah. And I felt like when Jason Garrett talked, people were kind of slouched back or whatever, but Basaccia's got up there, he's like, you need to love this. And the fact that he just went to go back with Gruden, I just know the Raiders coaches are going to oh, have those guys so fucking they're pumped They're going to be pumped. You're oh right. I mean, even with Gunther at D coordinator, he's got a little pizzazz. Yeah, he's, I mean, a, he's a big fuck you guy. You know, definitely. Olsen's over there as the OC yeah, and I don't know quarterback what he's coach. Like. Well, he was, he's right in that Gruden. He's quiet, but got a great edge about him, too. I mean, yeah, they got they got the right mix. They're going to have it. They're going to be an edgy, chippy football team. And you got Marshawn. Yeah. Right? They got all the veteran players, right? 
I mean, he's. Got, I could see them starting off hot. Well, I, I, and I then because they're old, and people are away. complaining about that. I've I've been reading. You know, there's the fact that they they think it's an underwhelming off season, and they've f- filled in voids with older football players. All right, well, John Gruden's always done that, so I don't know why that's a shock. He did it in Tampa. He did it in Oakland, and he wants to make sure he gets off to a good start. He doesn't want to trust a first or second year guy to make sure the John Gruden era part two gets off. You know, s- smelling like roses. So yeah. he's gonna. Try Trust the Jordy Nelsons of the world and other veterans that he brought in to go, at least I know they're going to know what to do right. when it gets tough early on in the and season. And you got to change the energy. Like, sometimes you have to change the energy. Don't you think just having a guy like Jordy around Derek Carr could be good for Carr? Yes, and Amari Cooper. Yeah, what do you gain from that? Yeah, well, I, th- I think really just with a guy like Jordy Nelson, he just is a is another guy that's trusted within the huddle, the offensive side of the ball. He's going to be... Uh, I would I would imagine he's gonna have great dialogue with Gruden and Carr on things he likes to do route running wise. Gruden's gonna respect him because he goes, you know, you're nuanced. You've been around. Let me see if I can formulate some more plays around your skill set and things you like to do more than Crabtree because that's really the discussion. Is Crabtree's younger? Crabtree's more athletic. Is it better to have a Jordy Nelson around Derek Carr than a Crabtree? <sighs> From the outside looking in, I would say yes. I don't know if Jordy Nelson's as talented as Crabtree is quite yet at this this career. At this career, yes, Crabtree is definitely more talented. He's definitely. I'm not sure if it's definitely like way more than you think. Okay, Okay. I'll I'll say it's. I think it's somewhat close, Uh, but I would still probably pick Crabtree. I think you know there's. I don't really know what Crabtree there. Crabtree to me is a disgruntled employee more it times than like not. It. Just when I've seen him, even there at training camp, when I was with the 49ers at training camps before that, he's always come off to me that way. And I wonder if that's kind of what happened there. Mm. And they said we need a new guy that can be that veteran leader presence, but also give us some leadership and not be disgruntled that he's not getting paid what he should right. or whatever else. Uh, speaking of disgruntled wide receivers, T.O. will be giving a Hall of Fame acceptance speech. It'll be at Tennessee. Chattanooga, where he went to college, uh, which I think is a great middle finger to everyone that says he was dishonoring everyone from his past. He's just doing it on his own terms. Yeah. I was upset that he's. it's going to be on at 3.17 in the afternoon. I wanted him to go right up against the Hall of Fame, but... I think T.O. is handing, handling all of this perfectly. I do, too. And I'm really happy for and him. And I, I think it's actually like... I'm with you. Like it would have been awesome if you tried to battle the Hall yeah. of Fame, but he's doing the the right classy thing. I think by it's not free, doing open it. to the public, free, open to the public. He's not trying to step on the toes of any of the other people that are being inducted into the Hall of Fame that right. night. He doesn't want to be there, like going up against Brian Dawkins, who he might respect a lot or everybody right. else. So I think he's doing it the right way. He's getting it out of the way. He's going to have his moment. He's going to say what he wants to say. He's giving the middle finger to the Hall of Fame, yeah, but yet not like going to shove it up the ass of Randy Moss, Brian Urlacher. Don't Ray, ruin their exactly day. right. I think that was the right man thing to do in my eyes. So mm. I, I'm all for it. It actually makes that Saturday. I think it's like August 5th or something like that. Pretty great because yeah. now you have like that that hors d'oeuvre of To in the afternoon and then at night all the speeches. And what's our Hall of Fame game that weekend? Uh, not great. Bears? I think it's I think it's Ravens Raiders. No Bears Raiders. Bears Raiders. I think so. It's one of the induct. I mean, it's one of those Bears Ravens. Bears Ravens. Ray Lewis and, and Murlocker. Murlocker. Yeah, I think. I think I think you might be right. I'll double check. Uh, you know what time it is? What time? Whoa! Big off season. Whoa! Whoa! Big off season. We're gonna start off first. Sims. Yes. There's love in an OTA. Ooh! Ooh. I like. By love. the way, programming note. 
we've decided, we being Svendrick and myself, because we text too much, we are going to be doing a Woe Big Off-Season Award Show at the end of July, honoring the best woes of this off-season. Oh, great. Who had the best like Whoa. comparison to a former player? Who had the best diet? Oh. Who had the best workout video? We'll do a Woe Big Off-Season Davis Award Webb. Show. Davis Webb, Big Off-Season winner. <laughs> Uh, first, love at OTAs. Derek Wolf of the Denver Broncos says that these have been the best OTAs since he's been in Denver. Didn't he win a Super Bowl with those guys? He did. Interesting. He said, we're starting to love each other again. It's not every guy for himself. We're like, hey, if we're going to do this, we're going to do it for each other. Mm. They love each other, Sims. Love each other again. Uh, whenever I hear a quote like that, I go, what the hell was happening before? Yes. Right? Yes. It makes that's where I think of like Akeem Talib. Akeem Talib, maybe a TJ Ward, I don't know. But maybe they just lost their way, which can happen on an NFL football team. Take me through that. Because I was there the year after the Bucks lost won the Super Bowl. So they win in 2002, you're drafted 2003. Yep. They Two, come in. They we they we're going to go undefeated. I mean, why even show up? We're going undefeated. They did talk about the media, and everybody talked about your team right. the next year, the, very much the way they talked about the Seahawks after they beat the Broncos, right. where it's not, congratulations on winning, it's how many are we going exactly to. Exactly right. Can anybody beat this team next year? So that alone. So that training camp, that OTA must have been filled with love. It was. It was. Lo- it was. It was filled with love. We had to go to Tokyo, which I've talked to you yeah. about, which throws a wrench in your schedule. That didn't make things easy on the football team. But yeah, it's human nature, and I don't care who you are. If you're John Gruden, Warren Sapp, whatever, complacency does set in when you're being told you're awesome and your owner says you're awesome and what do you need? And man, we're kicking butt. Let's just keep doing what we're. Doing. Yeah. No, it always has to be more. It always has to be a better way. This is like what you were saying about the Jaguars. But when did you begin to realize that the team was losing its way? Yes, I be- I, I would say we lost a few. We lost an early. S- uh, this is easy, actually. Can I pull up the schedule just yeah. to make sure exactly here? But I'm. Pr- it's really. I think this. It's the Peyton Manning Sheriff game. When Warren Sapp... It was 35-14, and they came back with four minutes left and won the game and beat that. us in overtime. I would say that's when the wheels fell off, where I was like, oh shit, we might be in trouble. That's we, so funny that you just talked about Peyton's prime, because that was a, a distinct game I remember going, Peyton's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Oh, I mean, yes. And, and he the, just Marvin Harrison just tore you guys up. So yeah, there's a lot of stories to go into this. So really? I'll, I'll give all you right, a few. Okay? The fuck back. All right, it's all right. So here we go. So here's the season. I got the schedule in front of me. We beat the Eagles to open up the link. Right. Joe Jurevicious tipped it to himself, caught it, ruined my exactly life. Exactly right. We lose a tough one of to the Carolina Panthers the next week where Julius Peppers blocked, I think, three, <laughs> two field goals and an extra point to win the game. Wow. Yeah. Future Hall of Fame. Yeah. He, bro- he blocked like a 20-yard field goal to win the game. It was 12-9, <laughs> and we were going to kick a field goal to go into overtime, and he blocked that bitch and ran right down the field and right into the tunnel. And I was That's like, incredible. That guy is unbelievable. But then we have a well, we play the Falcons. We're 31. We win 31-10. to 10. We're 2-1. and one. Everything's Feeling great. good. We go by week and the Colts the next week. At home Monday At night. At home football. Monday night. Old ABC graphic in the upper left corner. Oh, and it's it's 35-14. And Tony I can Dungy. still remember Brad Johnson going over to Gruden and going, Yeah, we did it. Which we got we got the sheriff. We showed the sheriff because Gruden called Peyton the sheriff at the time. That's right. all he called him. The sheriff. Sheriff's coming to town, guys. Sheriff, sheriff's coming to town. Sheriff's coming to town. And um, 35-14. Well, okay, yeah, they recover an onside kick. All week, I'm Peyton Manning in practice. 
I'm running all the basic like Peyton Manning cult plays. Is that why you do such a good Peyton Manning? I, I feel like it is. It's when it started. I started to do it then. <laughs> I had to do a lot of that and Michael Vick that year because Michael Vick was a lefty. Of course, I wasn't as fast, but they let me run around like a maniac. <laughs> and that was actually when they were like, "Damn, you're more athletic than we thought." When I got to do that, um, but then so. They come back. We ran some plays during that week in practice that were like their go-tos in clutch time. And we had some DBs that were well-schooled on this. But we had this guy, Tim, Tim. I want to say it's Wadsworth. I'm going to pull up his name and call him up. I can't do it. He was number 31. I'm sorry. Keep going. 31 on the 2003 Bucks. And he first bit on a slant and go up 21 points. Why would you ever right, do that? Why? Right. So that and that was the first touchdown to Marvin Harrison. Then like they scored another touchdown and then the touchdown to score the the tie it up was truly a play that I am going to tell you that we ran in practice that week, I'm going to say 20 times. Wow. And I hit the same guy every time, and they were like circled on the card, like, this is the guy you're throwing to, this is always who he throws to. And the defense was all over it. Well, it's two minutes left in the game, and he, he took the they just brain farted. Yeah, do you got the roster there? No, I'm still looking at it. 2003 out. Bucks. All right, here we go. I just sorted uh, Tim Wansley. Wansley, sorry. Tim Wansley. 5'8", corner out of Georgia. And that was about the end of his career in Tampa. Because that, that pissed Gruden and Mike Tomlin and Monty Kiffin off to where he was pretty much run out of town from there. But that was when I went, ooh, we're in trouble. We won. We lost a 49ers game. That was the year Keyshawn and all that happened. And I just, we felt our, the, I could, the team felt, you know, it's, what do I want to say, oats or whatever. It just, they were... Feeling their oats? Is that how you say it? No, sowing? Reaping? Reaping? No, there's, reaping another, what they sow? there's another phrase. But either way. Feeling their oats? Yeah, I don't even like know that. where you could be I going. I don't know. Maybe I'm What not. were you trying to say, though? The team was like feeling it's... Feeling itself. We thought we were special. We thought we were invincible. But then that Colts game, I knew there was a little panic. Then we won again, and then we lost again the next week. And yeah, the, the wheels started to fall off. And... Feeling one's oats. Thank you. To now, feel energetic or frisky, to yeah. behave in a vigorous or bold manner. Can you please apologize to me now uh, for treating me like so, I was an idiot for making up so a phrase? So you guys that were I... frisky and flirty. I've never. You know what? I apologize. Yeah, thank you. That's you all. Should, I was you should really feel your oats right, right now. <laughs> Sounded sexual to me. Uh, but I don't know where I was going with this story. No, you were saying that that that's what it feels. I think with Denver. I think when Peyton left, the the way Von Miller still talks about Peyton Manning, mm-hmm. he provided structure for right. all of those guys. Right. And I think Trevor Simeon wasn't the leader that we kind of re- thought he he could yes. become. Yes. And when you're rudderless and you're having a quarterback controversy and the defense is still holding it down for two years after Peyton and then the defense starts getting injured and you're losing some defensive line depth mm-hmm. and your corners and you lose T.J. Ward, that has been a slow fall apart. Right now for three years. No doubt. And another thing, too, just real quick to end this conversation. The other thing I read into when you read the quote and I didn't get to it is offense-defense. That's where, like, maybe he's talking about, like, maybe we're more of a team. Mm. Maybe the last few years it was like, yeah, defense, we're going to go to this club. Offense, I don't know what you're going to do this Props weekend. Props to Case Keenum because everything I'm reading out of Denver is, is he's, he's, he's become the cohesive, guy. Right? And that's what you got to yeah. be. That's why you're hired. Yep. All right, now, whoa, whoa. big offseason. Veteran endorsement. Mm. Yes, that's right. And they play the same position. 
Josh McCown said, with Sam Darnold, we have the right guy. Yes. Great sentence. Yes. We have the right guy. Jets fans, you want to hear that. He's wired the right way. He loves the game. He asks the right questions. He's willing to work. That's the foundation. You have to have that. Josh wouldn't just say that. Definitely not. You don't think so? I think if, if it wasn't the right guy and this guy was a total idiot, he would have never made any quote. He wouldn't have said it. You wouldn't have been able to get a quote on him on the subject. He would have just stayed in the weeds and been like, yeah, you're not going to hear anything from yeah. me. For him to say that, yes. Uh, Josh, I don't think, would everybody give the total professional card unless you were acting like a professional. And it it coincides with what I've been told from the Jets, too. They're excited about what they've got mm. from Sandorno. They think he is a stud just from the way he handles himself, the way he can handle the offense, yeah. the verbiage, everything from there. And of course they're impressed by his talent. I don't think they've been blown away by it. But still... It sounds like I mean it sounds like everything's going in the right direction, and again, I, I think he should be the starter week one if it continues to do that. I looked up the quarterbacks that Josh McCown has played with that yeah. were young when he was there. So I took out his first stint with the Cardinals when he was the young guy. Yes. Just what other young quarterbacks has he been around? Jamarcus Russell, Andrew Walter, Matt Moore, Jay Cutler, Mike Glennon, Johnny Manziel, Bryce Petty, Christian Hackenberg. Those last three: Manziel, Petty, Hackenberg. He knows what it's like to be around a young quarterback that maybe isn't wired the right way, maybe doesn't love the game, maybe doesn't ask the right questions. That was the part of that whole quote that I thought meant the most, asks the right questions. Because we've all done jobs. Some people don't know what the hell they're doing. Yes. Like when I hear stories, like I read an article about Nathaniel Hackett and Blake Bortles. And when Nathaniel Hackett first got there, Blake was like, I've never heard of this stuff before. And Nathaniel was like, wait, you don't even know like base stuff? Like he's had to build Blake Bortles. Like the Bortles that we saw last year was a Nathaniel Hackett creation. Yes. Some guys don't even know what they don't know. No, exactly. That's the advantage of Sam Darnold at USC is he's going to know a little bit more. But we also saw Sam. Sam is a lifer. Yes. Sam is a gamer. Sam is. is obsessed. Yes. And some guys like to be the quarterback. Right. Some guys, are they feel the pressure of being the quarterback to live up to everyone's expectations. Yes. And that's definitely Sam. Yeah, it, it is. I think Sam is, uh, I mean, you're right. We, we were with him. I think we when he left that day, we were like... I get it. I get it. It's yes. right. And you could tell he loves sports. He doesn't sports, have the highest ceiling. You still don't believe in his arm strength. Right. You still see some issues. You still see that he was scrambling way too much. Right. He doesn't have the speed. Those are physical issues. Yeah. But being able to do everything from a mental perspective and yeah. leading the team... And he's going to be able to do everything physically, too. I just said that there was a few reservations coming out and all that. But, yeah, I, I'm, it's good to hear. And, again, the Jets are one of those teams I look at and just go watch out for. They're kind of sitting in the weeds there. Not saying they're going to go in the playoffs, but I think they're going to be a pain in a lot of people's ass as the season goes on. That de- well, it's it's a little crazy that they have a defensive line without Muhammad Wilkerson or Sheldon Richardson. I know. Never thought that their day D would is still, Their D is pretty sick. Still. So, all right, yeah. last. Whoa. Whoa. Big offseason. Um it's a we told you so. The reports about Ty God coming in are still so strong. We told you, literally the moment that, that uh, what's his name? Baker Mayfield. Damn. <laughs> See, I told you this. <laughs> you would proof. forget about Baker Mayfield. I can't even remember his name. But literally the night of the draft, you said on our draft coverage, Ty God is going to impress them more than, than Baker Mayfield. I know. We have a quote from offensive player and defensive player. Uh oh, double whammy. Double whammy. Yeah. The whole team. That knows means him. the whole team, right? Jarvis Landry about Tyrod, 
amazing, man. His leadership, his arm, his accuracy, and he's ready, man. He's the starting quarterback. Realizes what he says and then goes, and I'm sure that obviously the decision's up to Hugh and the offensive staff and stuff like that, but I'm sure they've been highly impressed with what he's done through OTAs and minicamp. That's the first one. Defense. Christian Kirk. Jarvis is no dummy either. So he's been around. He already said that this is a better quarterback than he's played with in Miami. Right. And with Gase, who's in a good offense, he knows the decisions that are supposed to be made. He's a guy that's fairly nuanced and I think would have a pretty good clue what the quarterback should do on a play-to-play basis. Christian Kirksey on Tyrod. Yeah. He's our guy to take the field and finally have a competitive attitude on the offensive side of the ball. Landry, Gordon, all those guys have a swagger about themselves. In all my years, I've never had that on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah. So the defense is going... Holy crap, we have a leader. Like, we have a guy. And then the wide receivers are going, his arm, everything, he's the man. I'm not hearing anything about our guy Baker Mayfield. No. I'm not hearing anything. I'm hearing Josh Allen is blowing people out of the water. I'm hearing Sam Darnold is the future of the team. I'm hearing Josh Rosen is blowing Patrick Peterson away. Lamar Jackson making guys on the sideline go, oh, shit. And the story out of Cleveland... Tyrod's really good. Think about that. I know. Every other quarterback. Baker, the only thing I've heard about Baker is the team loves him and he's a great guy. That's the only thing I've heard. But see, and that, then he got engaged. But that to me is that is a little troubling, as always. Like to go back to another pick. We didn't hear about Jabril Peppers in Cleveland all year last not year. At all. Why? Because there was nothing to brag about. If the team drafted a first rounder and there was any inkling to brag about him, the team does that because it makes them look better. Like, oh look, that guy that we picked in the first round, he's been amazing like we thought he would. Yeah. So here he is. But they didn't talk about Jabril Peppers. Why? Because it was not good. Not that Baker Mayfield was not good, but I just think, again, it shows you Tyra Taylor's got talent. This is the best offensive coordinator he's been within his career in Todd Haley. So that's going to be interesting. I would argue it's the best talent he's had around him at wide receiver. I mean, we know that the potential's big time there. I know I didn't put them yeah. in the top trio. So you got that. You got an O line that's good. You got, you got a, a decent little running back. You got three running backs yes. that are all really solid. I know. So, yes, it's going to be interesting there because this is a team that could be seven and nine Man. and be a pain in the butt. And what happens from there? But it just shows you, yes, right now, Tyrod and what he's doing doing. We knew he's a phenomenal leader ever since he left Baltimore, really. Uh, that, yeah, he's got the physical skills that make guys' eyes open up and they go, wow. Yeah. And when the defensive guys are saying that, that's to me when it always goes to another, because they don't really know what the hell the offense is supposed to do, but they know that damn, they're competing, they're not taking any of our crap, right. and they're gashing us for like 20-yard completions every now and then. That's all they know, and they go, that seems good to me. And the fact that they haven't seen that in years yes, tells you something, tells you something too. Right. So, Whoa. big offseason, we told you so, yes. Tyrod Taylor. New segment Yo. called Sims and Lefko on Drugs. Oh, no, me likey. We're not doing any drugs. Oh. But I got three little drug-related stories oh. that are interesting. Okay. First one. Uh, the drug king, uh, Hunter S. Thompson, a gonzo journalist uh, that uh, if you've ever seen, um, what was the, the something in Las Vegas? Dazed, not dazed and confused. What the hell? You totally confused me. You're like the drug king in Las Vegas. What? I don't even know anything you just said. Do Hunter, you know who Thompson? Hunter S. Thompson is? No, I don't. Not off the top of my Fear head. Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Oh, I Based heard on that. Hunter S. Thompson. Okay. Hunter S. Thompson was a writer. He wrote for Sports Illustrated. Right. He had all these books. Okay, okay, he, yeah, I remember he him. Would, yeah. He has this incredible story. Uh, the the story of going to the Kentucky Derby like on acid, and that was his thing. He would Whoa. experience things in like. Weird ways and write about it. 
It's connected to the NFL. Apparently, he was friends with guess who? Hey, Quentin, what's up, man? No Jim Irsay. <laughs> yes. No way. Which makes me love Jim Irsay a, a little bit more. Because if Jim Irsay was that friends with Hunter S. Thompson, I really like it. So apparently, Hunter S. Thompson... This I is, can't imagine doing acid or anything like that. Like I, I just can't imagine. It must be yeah. unbelievable. So Jim Irsay... <laughs> Uh, was apparently friends with Hunter S. Thompson and actually pleaded with Jim Ursay to draft Ryan Leaf. Uh, yes. This got revealed. Ryan Leaf uh, posted on Instagram the letter signed by Hunter S. Thompson. It was sent to Ryan Leaf. And in it, it said, Dear James, Thompson wrote, in response to your addled request for a quick $30 million loan to secure the services of the Manning kid, I have to say no at this time. But the Leaf boy is another matter. He looks strong and Manning doesn't, or at least not strong enough to handle that welcome to the NFL business for two years without a world-class offensive line. How are you fixed at left? Op- how are you fixed at left offensive tackle for the next few years, James? Means Jim Irsay. Right. Think about it. You don't want a China doll back there when the freak sap comes crash- crashing in, <laughs> which is amazing. Okay, let me know if you need some money for Leaf. I expect to be very rich when this debt movie comes out. So one, I love the fact that Irsay and Hunter S. Thompson's were apparently friends. Two, Hunter S. Thompson, this is back in '99 or '98, was writing on a typewriter and sending it to people. Love that. Yes. Three, I love that of all the players to mention why you need to protect your quarterback. The freak sap is the first one that the comes QB to mind. Killer. Who had only been in the NFL for like a year, year and a half? No, more than that. When did he come out? Yeah, he's ninety four. I think. Oh, yes. No. Yeah, his last game in college was Nebraska running it right up his ass against the Miami so Hurricanes. Ninety four, ninety five. Then. Yeah, I think it's ninety. It might be ninety five. Nebraska won two. They won ninety four, ninety five. Then they won, they won like two, 92, in a row. 94, 95. Then they won three out of four years. I'll check it again. It was something like that. But no, they won in ninety four, ninety five, ninety seven. I believe they beat Peyton Manning in ninety seven in the Orange Bowl. Uh, and that's why they split the national championship with Michigan and Ryan when Michigan beat Ryan Leaf in Washington State. I'm correct about 94, that. 94, 95, 97. 97. You are correct. Yes. But it also makes me laugh and go, man, that was a legitimate debate, Ryan Leaf and, and Peyton Manning. Look, Durant Oden was a legitimate debate. Right. LeBron Carmelo was a legitimate debate. Yeah. RG3 Andrew Luck was mm-hmm. a legitimate debate. Yeah. But... It just Hunter S. Thompson. I thought it was a funny story. It is hilarious, and I can still remember at that time, you know, because I was I was uh, making my way into college football, and I was I I mean I was I loved Peyton Manning. I mean, he was the reason I was going to committed to Tennessee, right? Because I was like, oh, he's the man. This is, and he of course had a similar life to me because he grew up under his dad just like I did, and I just said, wow, this is really cool. Somebody like me is making it, and I'm you know I'm going to make it too. Tell me the truth. Did you think that Ryan Leaf was going to be a good quarterback? Oh, I did. I definitely did. I did. And did you it, think he could have been better than Peyton? I did. I did. I thought I was like, mm, he might be better than Peyton. I don't know. Peyton was still my favorite and the guy yeah. I wanted. Um, because at the time, too, there was Peyton haters of the world. And I was like, what? Like, have you been watching college football the last year? There was a lot of like, all he does is throw it 10 yards to Peerless Price and then he runs for it. And Peerless I don't want to be like, what? Are you, are you kidding me? I mean, I could show you like bombs all over the field from Peyton Manning. He was awesome. Uh, but I did recognize Leaf's talent. Leaf, like our man Hunter S. Thompson was saying, was a big, thick guy who was probably even faster than Peyton Manning and had a stronger arm. And I just know that just people in football at that time, when they would tell me about Ryan Leaf, they'd be like, ooh, it's pretty special in person. He can really throw it. You know, I remember my dad seeing him in person and going like, man, he can really let it go. Yeah. 
But that's where meeting people comes into play too. Yeah. I mean, that's what's our biggest, you know, downfall in this business is we don't get to meet some of these guys. Yeah. And um yeah, I think Peyton Manning from the most part of every story I've ever heard just knocked people's socks off when they met him and got him on a chalkboard. And Ryan Leaf, I think, was like some people were like, Oh, we like him, he's cool, he's got a little edge about him, where other were like, Oh, he's a buffoon. I don't think he's got a clue. Yeah. I just thought it was funny that the Tennessee uh like scouting director was like, Oh, it was super easy. We wanted Mariota, never even thought about Winston. Yeah, I'm like, right. yeah. so easy to say after the fact. So that easy. was another good one. And I don't know, maybe James. So turns easy it to say. It's so easy to pick Mariota. You mean the guy that threw 13 touchdowns and 16 interceptions last year, huh? You're going to, boom, we made the right pick. Were those really his stats? Yeah, that's, you know, people don't list, like, pay attention. We just go, he's Mariota and they went to the playoffs and he won a Heisman five years ago, so it must have been good. No, 13 touchdowns, 16 interceptions. 15. Oh, 15. Quarterback rating of 79. So there we go. I mean, oh, definitely Mariota. Yeah. I mean, I understand Jameis is a buffoon and an idiot, and I don't like him for what he's doing off the field. But, like, yes, that's a bullshit comment by Tennessee Scout. I just like to hear, yeah. Yeah, he said, like, yeah. yeah. We definitely picked the right one. He throws more interceptions than touchdowns. Yes. You're going to break the table. <laughs> uh, next up on Sims and Lefko on drugs. Hey, Quentin. What's up, man? <laughs> If you snitch, I snitch, we snitch. Ooh. The NFL PED snitching. NFL apparently, your your other guy, uh, apparently found out the NFL will reduce suspensions by up to 50% if a player snitches on another player. Mm. Lane Johnson, the Eagles, came out and said, no snitching. That's all he tweeted, no snitching. Have you ever heard of this before? I did not. When I read this, I was like, I did not know this was a rule. Um, no idea. All right, so here's my thing. Yeah. You are a very, very strict anti-PED guy. Yeah. If you did steroids, get out of Sims's face. Get out of he here. He fucking hates you. Right. How do you feel about a PED user that also snitches? Oh, gosh. You're just the, you're the lowest form of life. Do you think... I mean, do you just get blackballed immediately? It's a secret, first of all. Most people don't. Maybe there's a few people that, like, it, the, the the cheaters, they cheat together, and it's a very small crew. Okay. And they roll together. And you don't know why they roll together until one of them gets caught cheating. You go, oh, that makes sense why those three guys with those gigantic chests are Did hanging you out a together. Did you one of your teams? Well, I, there was a few that were... In the you know yeah I I certainly crossed my mind yeah. yes and um, Dan that's a low life crew I know so that th- that rule is shocking but I guess it's the appropriate rule for the NFL but yes it's a very it's nobody wants to be known as the cheater in the locker room, so nobody really knows always until you get busted. And then, yeah. So I never asked you this. So yeah. Have you ever been on a team where a guy get busted for PEDs? You know, I don't. I don't think I ever was. Oh. I'm just. I'm trying to real quickly. I was curious how the team would like act around them from now on. If they'd be a pariah, if you'd like not want to be seen in the gym. With Every, them at no, all. everybody's cool, but. I feel like when you're that guy, you're going to have people are going to make comments behind your back in the locker room like every now and then. I'm sure. Yes. I, I can't. I'm just trying to real quickly. Tampa, we did not have anybody. And then uh, Tennessee, definitely no. And Denver, I don't think we had anybody there either. You know, in Tampa, did we have a guy or two that I was like, uh, it's questionable? Um, but that's about it. You want to say a name? No. Okay. Uh, the the thing that I realized is if you see a guy with a two game PED suspension, he's also a snitch. Like now we know it's gonna. It's a definitely. They're all four. Make me but think this guy's got two. Yeah, and it's like gonna make five me... other guys from his team just came out. No so doubt. it was definitely you. Yes. 
Yes, you're right. If you see a two-game, because two-game PED suspensions don't happen. You could see, really, even when you're supposed to be suspended for street drugs, like, when you see that cut down at times, that's not because of snitching. That's literally because there must have been some other disagreement. Like, he didn't fail another drug test. Maybe he missed the piss test or something like that. That's why his got cut down to two. Mm. But, yeah, for PED use, if you got cut down to four to two, you're right. That's about the only thing that would get it cut down to. I just think think of it like when I'm in an interrogation room with a police officer, and he's like, now, listen, Adam, we've got you for PEDs. If you give up. That old wide receiver. We think we've got him. You going to give him up? Like, no, you just got to take your lumps, man. Oh. Because then you're going to be the There's no magic the... pill. Okay. Let's... I saw LeBron Lift wearing it. a hat. What was it? There's no magic pill. He wore it one during the playoffs. One after one of the games. It's funny that he's wearing that. Huh? <laughs> I mean, there's no magic pill. All right, last one for Sims and Lefko on drugs. Hey, Quentin. What's up, man? Hey, Quentin. What's up, man? What's up, man? Uh, LaShawn McCoy posted a picture on Instagram of him and Frank Gore working out together. And he said that, you know, Frank Gore, he's been my role model for a very long time. There's drugs playing into this And line. Gore replied by saying that LaShawn McCoy is the best running back in the NFL. He said the best running back in the NFL, Shady McCoy, 10 years in, still doing it. Is Frank Gore on drugs? <laughs> 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 no, he's not. Frank is an awesome dude. He's one of the best dudes in football, and so is LaShawn. And I, I just, mean, best running back. No, I mean, yes. I, yeah, come on, it, it's it's a stroke fest. Okay, they're working out <laughs> together. We get it. Okay, it's all cool. It's it's understandable. There's so much to respect there. Again, I don't think it is interesting because I think he's the second leading active rusher in the NFL right now, behind Frank Gore. Uh, yes, he's over like ten thousand yards rushing. And I look at LaShawn McCoy and go. Hall of Famer. Mm. And I go with Frank Gore and I go, I'm not sure. I don't mm. think it's a Hall of Famer. You think LaShawn McCoy's a Hall of Famer? I think he's going to be in that conversation when all said and done because I don't, I think he's got still two, three years left of him of good play. So he's going to add another thousand, he's going to add three more thousand yards rushing. He's going to add another 2,000 receiving when mm. all said and done. I think when he gets up there and he gets retired, we're going to go, damn, he's one of the best running backs we ever saw. He did it consistently at a certain level for a long time, pass game and run game. What's my question? Uh, is Frank Gore on drugs? No, he's no, so that wasn't clean. My question. No, my big question is: Can you tell the story of the NFL without Lashawn McCoy? Mm. And I think you can. You probably can. I will say this: He's had two great snow games. Mm-hmm. Um, I look back at his tenure with the Eagles, and I wish I appreciated it more. Right. Because I will say he's in my top five running backs all time in terms of entertaining running backs to watch. Yes. He's up there with the Barry Sanders of the world in terms of stopping on a dime. I think his it, stats. Would have been better too if Andy Reid wasn't his coach, where he would have ran the ball more all the time. Yes, but. yeah. Oh, I mean, and then he had the one year that one year with Chip Kelly when it was him and Jeremy Macklin and Deshaun Jackson with Vic. I think that was actually the end of Andy Reid. That year was incredible. LaShawn McCoy was amazing. You're afraid of Adrian Peterson still playing, so he would he's be not ahead, on a team. He's not on a That's team. That's why I didn't right. say him. Yeah, so LaShawn's got 10,092 career rushing yards right now, right? 10,000 career, 92 rushing yards. And he's got a lot more time. Left. He does. So, I mean, if he just gets 1,000, if he gets 1,000 yards this year, you know, a little over 1,000, he's going to be top 20 all time career rush for the Just with 1,000. Yes. What if he gets 2,000? And then if he got, I mean, if he got 2,000, he's going to be in the top 15, basically. Okay. Right? So, what about 3,000? So, because of the 3,000, then he's going to be top 10. Okay. He's gonna be he's gonna be in the the Jim Brown ended up with twelve thousand three hundred and twelve and he's number ten all time. 
So if he gets to 13,000, he's going to jump Tony, Tony Dorsett, who's also in the 12,000. What's Frank Gore at right now? Frank Gore is number five all time at 14,026. And how far is he behind number three? Curtis, he's going to pass Curtis Martin maybe in the first game. He's 75 yards behind. Wow. Right. So Who's gonna, number two? Uh, number, well, he's gonna, he'll become number four. Sorry, I'm wrong. Barry Sanders is three. So if Frank Gore has over 1,200 yards this year, he's going to pass Barry Sanders, too. Right. How do you not put him in then? Can you tell the story of Frank Gore, though, just to argue that? What can you tell the NFL story without Frank Gore? Hundred percent. Yes. So okay. They're, 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 yeah. Frank Gore to me is one of those amazing stories of resilience that right. I feel like the NFL would want to celebrate. Like three ACL tears in college, the Miami running back that they all said was the best, but you never got to see behind Willis McGahee and Clinton Portis right. and, all, and Najee Davenport and all those guys. Yeah, yeah. I like Najee a lot. Yes, but. Frank Gore's story and just being so consistent. But, yeah, you could totally tell the story of the NFL without Frank Gore. Uh, totally. I know. And I'm trying to— uh... But he's still great, and, like, I like him. And if I met him, I'd be like, vote for him for the Hall of Fame. But I wanted to ask you this. Yeah. Pull up the teams. Right. Who are the top five running backs in the NFL right now? Okay. Is LaShawn McCoy in there? Let's pull up the teams. I want to look Guys, first. do this at home, too. I want to look at one thing first. Okay, I'm going to pull up the teams. Okay. But what are you looking at? I just wanted to see what LaShawn McCoy, where he was career all-purpose yards, too. Because mm. I think that's really where, uh, you know, of course, you know, what's crazy is number eight all-time career all-purpose yards. Yeah. Darren Sproles. Number eight all-time? Yes. That's does that include punting and kicking? It does. I don't, that's bullshit. I know, I know. Frank Gore's 12 all-time when it comes to that. He's 17,705. Let's see. Where the hell is he? All right, so he's farther down here than I thought. He's not as many passing yards, so he's he's got thirteen thousand four hundred and seventy-one career. Lashawn McCoy, so he's got a little more work to do than I thought he did. You thought he was probably in like the seventeen? I or thought something he was like probably that? around like fifteen, somewhere in that range. I well, he, he was... also had Darren Sproles on his team a little bit. Yeah, he did. Uh, all right, so top five running backs right now. Let's just let's just put the names out there that we know are going to make the cut. Le'Veon's making the cut, correct? Collect. Correct. Todd Gurley? Correct. Um, no one on New England. I'm going to put LaShawn on the piece of paper. We'll get back to it. Uh, anyone in Miami? No. Jets? No. Le'Veon? No one on Baltimore. Uh, Joe Mixon's not in this conversation. I don't think anyone on Cleveland. Uh, I'll put Fournette down. I don't know if he's going to make it. Ezekiel Elliott's definitely in the top five. Okay, so we have three definites already. Yes. Uh, what about any in, in Kansas City? Mm, I know. Kareem Hunt is certainly going to He's going to be that, Gordon. that next conversation there. Uh, you're not going to do Marshawn Lynch. No one on Denver. No. Nope. Uh, no one on the Eagles. You already said Zeke. No one on Washington. We can't put Saquon in yet. Uh, Minnesota, Dalvin Cook. Detroit, no. Did you do Jordan Howard or anybody? I haven't gotten to them oh, yet. Okay, sorry. Uh, so I'll, I'll put Jordan Howard down, Just but I don't think he's in my top five. Yeah, I don't know. Green Bay. Uh, Kamara is definitely on the piece of paper. Yep. Uh, no one on Carolina. I don't think McCaffrey's there yet. Uh, Atlanta, you have Freeman. Uh, Tampa Bay, no. Rams, we already said Gurley, Seattle, no, Arizona, David Johnson. And then uh, I don't think you're going to put Jarek McKinnon. All right, just end it. Okay. Who do you got? All right. All right. So wait. so who you have, what, six there? Yeah. To me, read your final six in no order. Yeah. Or is that seven? It's seven, actually. Okay. All right. But Le'Veon, Gurley, Fournette, Ezekiel, Freeman, 
David Johnson, and I did write LaShawn. Okay. I just want to make sure I'm not missing anybody else there, but I don't think so. Okay, right away. Um, oh, my gosh. Is this So tough? let's start off. Which two will you eliminate? Gosh, damn. So, again, he said Le'Veon, Gurley, Zeke, LaShawn, right, Fournette, I'm, I'm, I'm Freeman, taking LaShawn out right now. You are. I'm so he's your first out. elimination. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to take him out. I don't, yeah, Give it, me the reasoning. Uh, I, just because it's year 10, and I don't think he's in the class of these other guys right now. Okay, so LaShawn is out. So you have the, the, the two that I feel like are on the outside looking in that are battling for the fifth spot is Devontae Freeman and Leonard Fournette. Yeah. Do you agree with that? I do. Because David Johnson is in the top five. Agreed. Even if he's coming off injury. I think the best running back. So is, no Kamara. I'm not going to put Kamara there yet. Nope, I'm not. He's on the edge, and I'm not going to put Fournette there yet either. I'm going to cancel him out for now. As much wow. as you know, I love Leonard Fournette. 3.9 yards per carry yeah, Which is totally bullshit, because he had 10 guys in the box every play. <laughs> we all know it, and that's just the way it was. And, I mean, they're talking about we don't want to kill him. Have you read yes, all those articles? Yes, of course. We're going to try not to kill him this year, because we almost killed him last year, because we ran him into so many boxes where we didn't have enough people to block the fucking people that were going to knock his head off. But so way, Devontae Freeman makes your top five. Devontae Freeman would be my number five. He would be my number five. Good for five. you, Devontae. Yes. Um, so, I'm going Gurley as the number one running back in football right now. Wow. Yeah, I know. I would go Gurley one. I think mm, I'm going to go Ezekiel Elliott, too. Wow. I love Ezekiel Elliott. Now, I know it's not the most perfect year last year. I think, though, we're going to see a different monster this year and I just think uh, I think that watching the all or nothing with the Dallas Cowboys you don't realize the struggles that Zeke was going through with traveling all the time not being able to right. go to the team until Wednesday yes. then missing six games that hanging over him the whole year yes. I mean what he did to get in that position I'm not going to condone it yes. it's awful right but in terms of the you know, the impact it had from a football perspective. Oh, I thought the whole time I was watching going, Zeke's going to have a big year yeah, next year. still averaged four yards a carry. So, so Zeke is two. So would you have Le'Veon? How far is Le'Veon falling? I know. That's where I'm like. Are you going to fight for his salary or what? I don't know. I'm, I'm actually thinking about what I'd need to do. Maybe maybe he's not. It's David Johnson's right there with these guys, too. He's right in this conversation. Devontae's your five. Devontae's my five for sure, and Gurley's my one for sure. Okay. I, that's but where right I now you're confident. going Zeke two, and then are you going to have Le'Veon three or David Johnson I, I want to go David just because I know he's younger and he has less wear and tear. And I am. Wow. Yeah. You're going to make Le'Veon four. I am. I would have gone, now that I've kind of heard it, I think I would have actually gone Le'Veon one, Gurley two, David Johnson three, Zeke four, Freeman five. Yeah. My reasoning is I feel like David Johnson and Le'Veon are, are, are bigger weapons in the passing game than Zeke. Yeah. Zeke can still catch the ball. Yeah. And I know he has the high level speed, but I feel like Le'Veon and David Johnson are on another level. Like, I... Tell me, I know that you think I'm probably wrong. No. I think Gurley, Le'Veon, and David Johnson, when I look at them, are physically bigger than Zeke. I feel like they have better hands than Zeke, and they're more athletic than Zeke. But I don't think they have his straight-line speed. I don't think so, and I don't think they're bigger. I think Ezekiel, Elliott, Ezekiel Elliott's thicker. He's a, like a, he's a damn cinder block. Okay. He's 230 pounds, and he's like he has to watch his weight to make sure he doesn't go above that. I think that. last year kind of threw me off a little bit then in terms of uh, 
just you know, and remember he got chubby last year. That's what we were complaining that's why about I'm earlier. Thinking, I'm there. thinking about chubby Zeke. Yeah, I know. I mean, you know, I mean, that's where the two, three, four. All right, so I'll say this. This is where I, I get into this conversation, and I think this is a really good conversation. I'm glad you actually brought this up. <clears throat> Gurley, to me, is the most dangerous running back in the sport right now. Any play, he could be Any gone. play. It doesn't matter. And he had 64 receptions and led the Rams last year in receptions. 788 yards, 12.3 yards per carry. It can be an 80-yard screen pass. It could be a 60-yard run up the middle. So that's where I look at him in that offense and just go, that is very... I mean, that, he's an extremely talented guy with big-time home run hitting speed. Uh, so I think that's why I give him the edge there. Man... You got me really thinking about two, three, four, five, though. But I still think I would—I mean, two, three, four. I still think I would go Ezekiel, David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell. I know that's really hard. I'm very surprised that Le'Veon's fourth. That's the big surprise for me. The biggest thing for me with Le'Veon is he's awesome. He does have wear and tear, and I just don't think he's as explosive as the two I've set in front of him. He. His patience and at the line has been captivating, mm-hmm. but I do agree with you that sometimes you want him to just hit it. Yeah. And then the last year when he hit it, it wasn't as impactful as when he used to hit it. No, he's not going to go for fifty yard touchdowns. That's not. He's not capable of that. David Johnson, will he? He will. I do. Yeah, I think David Johnson. I mean, David I think Johnson to me is young. Le'Veon he's young Bell. Le'Veon Bell without the knee injury that he got against Von- Vontaze Perfect. Perfect. Right. So I just look at that's why I do it again. I I don't want to come off here as I'm knocking Le'Veon Bell because I think he is awesome. Yes. You and I, I know we marvel at watching him. And when I saw him play in person, standing on the sidelines against the Green Bay Packers last year, man, is he fun to watch. And man, he's a lot like Lashawn McCoy. Their yeah, ability to stop and start stop is unparalleled. And start and you know he can bounce off tackle. Yes. He's more physical than people give him credit and for. And like I also, the, the reason that I love Le'Veon and him and and David Johnson both do this. Gurley doesn't do this. They both get lined up at wide receiver. Yes, and I, and I don't see that out of Zeke or Gurley. They'll get sent out there, but it's consistent with Le'Veon and David it Johnson. There, it's it's a huge part of their offense. I mean, it is. So again. Todd, Todd Gurley's a guy that I think could do that, mm. but that's just not the way they do. McVay runs his offense. You know, we've never no. seen Kyle do that really either, right? That's just not what their no. formula is. Where Haley and Arizona, which was really old, another Pittsburgh, Todd Haley, yeah, right, Bruce Arians, that they, they believed in that, so yeah, they right. believe in splitting that guy out. So I'm not, I'm trying not to dock players for things they're not asked to do. Like Ezekiel Elliott, I'm pretty confident he could catch the ball more than he does. Yeah. And, so Zeke measured in the combine at six foot two twenty five. Right. David Johnson was six. One two twenty four. Okay, Le'Veon. It's hard because his combine weight was like two forty. Yes, right. but I don't know what it is. Yeah, so Zeke is insanely thick. He's ex- insanely thick. I mean, two he's, he's a hundred meter sprint champ in Missouri. I mean, he's uh, he's just. I always think of things like this. Remember the eighty yard screen yes, against, against Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh, yeah. Man, Pittsburgh. It's Ryan Shazier chasing after him. Sean Davis chasing after him. And they him, went out of the frame. And they can't catch him. So he's got a special burst. That's interesting. All right. I like your top five. All right. All right. You want to play a little Reddit game? Now we can put it on social and I can get shit on the rest of the week. It's great. You've, you've learned my tactics. Yes. I heard that and I was like, that That's could be a That's why I was really thinking. I, I was like, damn, this is going to be on social. <laughs> Le'Veon might see this. And he's going to say, you're an social. idiot, Sims. All right. So I want to say that it's been really fun to check out the Reddit uh, for Sims and Lefko. I and thought the see. drugs things, we never talked about Julian Edelman, too. Oh, let's talk about Julian well, Edelman. Well, I just, uh, just thought it was fascinating that, again, I mean, not fascinating, but... 
I the mean, fact that he's not challenging the steroids, the fact that he's just challenging the process of the right, paperwork. Exactly. So that just tells everybody out there, and just for all the people that were sending me hate crap about Julian Edelman's perfect, no, he's not. And he's basically, with his defense, admitted that he took something illegal, and he just wanted to find a loophole in the process of what happened. So... Again, the substance they found, I don't think they still know it, what it is, but it has a similar chemical composition to an, or performance-enhancing drugs. And that's what it is, and that's yeah. why he's busted. Nobody Sorry. snitched on him. They just found it. They just found it. Uh, all right, so I've been loving the Reddit and what they've done. I mentioned the fantasy football earlier, but I was on Reddit, and I saw this question from CrazyCause2000, and it's the first player that comes to mind when you think of a certain team. What I want to start doing at Sims and Lefko is what I love about Reddit. They always ask these open-ended questions, and everyone kind of fills in the responses. I like to help tackle the Reddit questions. So what I would ask to everybody out there is, if you see a Reddit question that we do on this show, throw it in the thread. Throw it in there and go, hey, guys, Sims and Lefko actually talked about it. Put the YouTube clip. Because I'd like to be one of the only mainstream shows that actively engages with the Reddit community. I think people are afraid of Reddit. I'm not. I think smart people are on Reddit. I think some people on Reddit are smarter than guys I see on television. You've been talking about Reddit for a long time. It's the newspaper of the internet, Sims. Uh, So first player that comes to mind. So here's how I want to play this game. This is a cool game. I like it. This is not the best player. This is just just the the first first player. player. So I say we go back and forth with a team and we see what we say. Or I say a team. I'm going to say a team. Pause, think of a guy, and then say it at the same time. Okay. Okay. So first one, I'm going to go Baltimore Ravens. Thought of it? First one. Joe Flacco. Ray Lois. Joe Oh, we're Flacco. going all time? Yeah. Oh, no, sorry. it's the first player, not just on your sorry, team. Sorry, I go modern times. Ray Lewis, sorry. No, your first one you thought was I Joe was Flacco. Thinking, I was thinking modern players. I was thinking okay. of guys on the right. So we can open it up to any of Anybody. That? Like, just that team. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. So, I was guys, just play this at home, too. So I'll say the team. So Baltimore Ravens. and we, Ray, Ray Lewis. Lewis. Okay. Uh, let's do um, Houston Texans. J.J. Watt. Warren Moon. <laughs> he, I just think of Houston. I know. I, I, when you said Houston, I was thinking Warren Moon at first, but you said Texans, and that's why I had a pause, and I just think of J.J. Watt then. J.J. Watt. Yeah. Well, he he will be the best Texan of all time. I am. Yes, he will. He will. Okay. That was an easy one. Okay. Houston Oilers, though, I'm with you. Yeah. Bournemouth. Jacksonville Jaguars. David Garrard. Gosh. You have, come on. You didn't think of No, it took me a second. Mark Brunel is really the first guy I thought. Oh, damn, that was loud. Sorry. I actually thought of Blake Bortles first. That was the first one? It was when my, Blake Bortles went in my mind first. It's just when I hear Jacksonville, I think of Blake Bortles. How much are you, are you still getting Blake Bortles stuff? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I'll be quicker here. Um, no, that was good. I, I should wait more until you have one. Okay, Dallas Cowboys. I don't know why I thought of this guy. <laughs> Who do you think? Did you got one? Uh, yes. Ready? Tony Troy Dorsett. Aikman. Troy Aikman. <laughs> we, were, we were talking about him before the show. <laughs> yes, and I love Troy. Troy's one of my favorite Cowboys, one of my favorite quarterbacks ever. I have no idea why I just thought of Tony Dorsett. I don't know either. There's Roger Stahl. That's a tough one, though. I mean, There's they have, so many. They have some stars that are... They're all worthy. If I were to like spend time and like really think, because I like playing the first one that comes to your mind, mm-hmm. but maybe Michael Irvin or Leon Lett, someone from like, the, or that Larry team. Allen, like right. someone from that era. Yeah, that I was mean, my Dion, Cowboys. Roger Staubach, Dorsett, Ed Tutal, Jones, Drew Pearson. I mean, it's unbelievable. Randy White back in the day. They have so many names. I was thinking Dorsett because we were talking about we the didn't running backs. Emmett, but 
That is, I saw a question on Reddit too, which was why when we talk about the greatest running backs of all time, is Emmett never said? Yeah, I think it's to me, it's a little bit like Joe Montana, where I never say Joe Montana is one of the greatest. Not to say that they're not one of the all-time greats, but that was the greatest offensive line in history. I think in that era, I don't think any of us would argue that Barry Sanders was not the better running back in mm-hmm. that era. And if Barry Sanders had the line that Emmett Smith had in Dallas, then we the all-time leading rusher would be somebody different. All right. New England Patriots. Tom Brady. Drew Bledsoe was the first name that Are I thought you of. You're fucking lying. I thought of the old Patriot logo on the house. Mine I'm, goes to Brady or Belichick almost right away. Yeah. I'm playing a different game. I'm playing like what face pops up. Yeah. You're thinking of like. I would rather like, do a modern day right now, but uh, this is still fun. Go ahead. All right. Well, how about you do modern days and I'll do whatever comes to my head? I have a cramp. Oh my God. And your hamstring? Yes. How is that possible? It's in my ass now. Yeah. Ooh. Yep. Oh, my Man. God. That's how much of an athlete I am. It's hip flexor problems, probably. i got to do a little cars. Um, I'm going to stand now. You should be embarrassed. Why? You don't get cramps? Not when I'm doing podcasts. I don't know how that happened. Golly. <laughs> Miami Dolphins. Dan Marino. Dan Marino. Yes. Yep. He's, the, he's the Dolphins. He is. I don't and think there was anyone even close. Don Shula is the, remember the other guy that uh, I know. I'm not trying to think of coaches much, but Don Shula would be in that. At least he was the other guy that comes to my mind a All little. Right, I need you to say teams because I'm thinking about it now as I'm looking at it. Yeah, them. I know. You're, and then you're mad at me that I'm not as quick as you, and you've already seen the teams. That just is hilarious. <laughs> okay, here we go. Yeah, you do them now. New York Jets. Joe, Joe Namath. Namath. Okay, there we go. <laughs> we got it. Buffalo Bills. Uh, Jim, Jim Kelly. Kelly. Oh, it's either him or O.J. Simpson. Mm. I thought about OJ for a second. I thought about Peerless Price, too. You ready? Yes. Here we go. Big time. A lot of ones to pick for here. Pittsburgh Steelers, one, two, Jerome three, Bettis. Terry Bradshaw. Ooh. Yeah. First name I actually thought about was Ben Roth. I'll give you one, two, threes. I know because it's modern. That's why I, that's why I was like, that's why I was saying that. Were we going to go through all the teams? Do you want me to just be Let's fast? Let's just keep going. All right. Oh, this is a tough one. All right. Cincinnati Bengals. Okay. Think about it. Okay. Uh, okay. On three. One, two, three. T.J. Hushmanzada. Boomer Esiason. <laughs> yes. That's your grandfather. That's your I, uncle. I grew up around him. T.J. Okay. Hushmanzada. I'm not going to lie. I, I thought of John Kitna, and then I thought of uh, uh, Ocho Cleveland Cinco. Browns on three. Oh, One, I, two, three. Isaiah Crowell. Oh, that was a, really disappointing. What a loser. All right, we did Jacksonville. You're uh, really good at the history. I'm just like regurgitating. Tennessee Titans. One, two, three. Steve, Steve McNair. McNair. Yes. Okay. Indianapolis Colts. One, two, three. Peyton Manning. Johnny Unitas. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Mine went to Peyton first. Still, I'm lying. All right. Kansas City Chiefs. Mm. Patrick Mahomes. Derek Thomas. I go Derek Thomas or Len Dawson there. Uh, San Diego Chargers. One, two, three. Dan, Dan Fouts. Fouts. Yes. I. Oakland Raiders. Shut up. <laughs> One, two, three. Oakland Raiders. Rich Gannon. Ken Stabler. Damn. Denver Broncos. One, two, three. John Elway. I thought of Al Wilson. Oh, my God. The linebacker from the early 2000s. You're ruining this. You're ruining it. (laughs) Philadelphia Eagles. One, two, three. Reggie White. I thought of Deuce Staley. What is wrong with you? Go back to your segment on drugs, okay? I think you're on drugs right now. We did. What's up, man? We did the Washington Reds. No, we did Dallas. We did Dallas. Washington Redskins. Okay. One, two, three. I thought Art of Monk. I thought of uh, the quarterback that won. Uh, Joe Theismann. No. Mark Rippon. No. 
Doug Williams. Doug Williams. Thank oh, you. Doug Williams. You really thought about him, huh? I you just thought of a black face. quarterback. You just said, no, black I, quarterback. I thought black of his guy. face. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. We'll keep it going. New York Giants. One, two, three. Lawrence Taylor. Thank I you. Of Eli. Oh, man. All right, so you're all modern not, not day. Not even Phil. So we should well, have no, modern I'm, day. No, I'm, I'm, you used to be modern day, but this is what happens. The person that asks the question thinks of history. The person that is being asked just thinks of the Yeah, because you're not, you're not, out of the time. You don't have the time. Okay. Minnesota Vikings. I thought of John Randall. Mm, Fran Tarkenton. Nice. Um, then we got the Detroit Lions. Uh, I'm going to think of Barry Sanders. I guess so. My mind went to Calvin Johnson, actually, and for a I second. And then I went Matt Stafford. Green Bay Packers. Oh, Aaron Rodgers, you're in my head all the time. Mark Shimura. Oh, my, you're such a jerk. Chicago Bears. Dicka. Mike Singletary. Who do you think is more Chicago Bears? I think Dicka. He is. I mean, yeah. they embraced him more, yeah. I guess. Uh, New Orleans Saints? Um, I thought of Jeff George. Gosh, I don't know why. I actually just thought of Dicka when you said that for a second. <laughs> he was a or Ricky Williams. But no, Drew Brees would still be my number okay. one thought there. Carolina Panthers? Um, I thought of Moussin Muhammad. I went Dick Dalhom, actually, and it should be Cam Newton all the way. He's the best player in their franchise history. Or Steve Smith. That's who we should be really thinking of. Atlanta Falcons, number best one part all about time. S- oh. right, who's the first guy that comes to your head? Jesse Tuggle. I think Michael Vick came to my head first. Sure. It's still, I'm still like traumatized by him. It's third and 18. Can we sack this fucking guy? Oh, there he goes. He got 19. Holy shit. How did he get 19 yards on that? We dropped eight guys in the coverage, and they were all looking at him. That's like what me and Cadillac Williams used to sit there and do like when we played him, because it was unreal. We, yeah, but I feel like the Bucks always beat. We beat him, but it was still unreal. We had the best defense in football, and our defense was still scared. I feel shitless like he always him. tore up the Panthers, but the Bucks would always keep them contained. They, we, they did for the most part, but it was pretty fascinating. All right, I like when you read the teams. Keep okay, it keep it going. Um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I thought of John Gruden. I thought of Brad Johnson. <laughs> for big Brad. It's got to be Gruden Sap. My mind goes right there to Gruden Sap right off the bat. All right, we're going to the last division here Los Angeles Rams. The Rams. I think of Tory Holt. Man, I don't even know. I, I honestly did not have a thought that went into my head. I went like old school for a second. Ooh. Deacon Jones. Or like. Man, I actually, I go to quarter. I went Jim Everett for a second. Who is the Rams' best player in history? Let's see if they have any Hall of Famers. Well, they definitely do. Yeah, they have Orlando Pace. Um, I guess, yeah, I mean, Kurt Warner, Kurt Marshall, Warner Marshall Falk. It's just hard when you see Los Angeles. I don't think of them right away. Uh, George Allen is in the Hall of Fame, their coach. Uh, of course, you got to make me watch a freaking Los, An- Los Angeles throws me off, though, but it really should be like Marshall Falk, Falk or... Well, no, what about their defensive pass rushers? Uh, Jack Youngblood? Yeah, Joe, Deacon Jones. Yeah. Yeah, Jack Youngblood played with a broken leg. Seattle Seahawks. I thought of Russell Wilson. Yeah, I do, too. Richard Sherman, maybe. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely modern-day guys, I feel like, more than anything. Arizona Cardinals... I went Larry Fitzgerald. I'm not letting anything settle. I'm trying to keep going. I went Larry Fitzgerald. Arizona. He's the best player, I think, in their franchise history. Arizona, I think of... um, Oh, man. Jake Plummer. If I really like the one that matters to me the most, Jake Plummer. I know it's hard when you think about when I grew up. I don't know. And then the last one is the San Francisco 49ers, which to me... I think of Joe Montana. I do, too. Right. 
I mean, I think of him over the Jerry Rice, which would be the next guy in my mind there. Yeah. All right, that was all. But wait, what were you going to say about your era of the Arizona Cardinals? Like I th- t- like my era growing up, Arizona was like one of those teams that was never in the playoffs, so kind of a pain in the butt, and never had that star player. Ever. Ever. I mean, as I as I got older, Aeneas Williams became one oh, of their first yeah. guys. We were like, oh, Aeneas Williams. Which they were always great. the team that got their ass kicked in the NFC East, and everyone penciled them in for six wins a year. And then Plummer came in with these like comebacks, and we were like, man, this team's annoying. Yeah. They were even a little annoying in my dad's day. I feel like that franchise really turned around after Jerry Maguire. That helped it out? I don't know. You think so? Yeah, it might have made it a little more popular. A little cooler. It did. A little cooler. Yeah. Yeah, this game goes two ways. Either turns you got to do modern day or old school. Either or... modern day, old school. But what happens is you want to impress people with cool names yeah. and not regurgitation. Like what? Because it, what, what that's like you the... did with like Jake Plummer. That was a cool one, right? Yeah, I thought about it for a cool. while. Exactly. It was cool. <laughs> but it's just funny that it, that's the reason why there's like 17 in the last 22 MVPs have been quarterbacks. It's the first guy you think of. It is. It's always a quarterback. It is. Like Jerry Rice. Like, he should be right away. I know. I know. Well, unfortunately, he's on a team with a quarterback that's got four Super Bowl rings and two Super Bowl MVPs. Yeah. Three Super Bowl MVPs. And he was cool. Yeah, he was cool. He was cool. Yeah. Guys, love you so much. So Thank much. you, as always. Uh, we will be back on Wednesday. We will have the big fucker, Big Phil, in here. Uh, not sure else we're going to go. Um, yeah, a lot of big stuff happening. You're going on vacation next week. I am as well. We're going to figure out something, though, to make sure you guys get your podcast. So we'll have something planned. Uh, as always, hit us up on Sims and Lefko uh, on all social, at Sims and Lefko. Get involved in the Reddit. It's a lot of fun. Uh, and also throw our stuff into that chain. And uh, enjoy your summer, guys. Your whoa. Whoa. Big, big summer. Uh, for Sims. Peace out, homies. Fedrick says, good evening. And the L-E-F-K-O-E. Man. Says, holla, 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 holla. We'll talk to you guys later. Be well.